Okay, I don't think that worked quite the way I wanted it to, but oh, there we go. I'm gonna sh we're gonna show off a little bit of Andy's uh, artwork and, and music. You guys uh, can check it out on uh, on YouTube on his channel. I don't know if I'd be meditating to that one, Andy, but uh, you got some amazing music they're, and amazing art. They're not all for meditating. There's some of them are for. Yeah. What it is is a different kind of meditation. You know when you do exercise, mm -hmm. what you're really doing is you're 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 uh, tuning your you're training your brain and your muscles to work together to pay attention to each other. And then you meditate. So when you're doing this exercise and stuff, your body's doing these things and you have to sort of do them in a certain rhythm and you're into it. Then your other other part of you is very open to any energy, any suggestion, any music, any anything, anything you get. You get it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. Hi. And of course, we've actually have Silly Lily helping us producing in the back end uh, as well tonight. Oh, that's cool. What does that mean? That means that uh, she has some of the controls, and I don't okay. necessarily have to watch the chat. Uh, okay. She'll bring up the questions um, if we want any. So, so we actually I have, have a... Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that uh, we have a video yeah. um, that you put together. Uh, do you want to run that now, Andy? Can you see it? Are we ready to go? I'm bringing it up onto the full screen. So there you go. Try that. It should be a couple of kitty cats. Are we no, are it's working? Soil health and soil nutrition recycling. Right. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I put it together. I'm going to get better and better at this. And it's mainly people like the visuals. You know, you are what you eat. Just has to do with it about you're part of the food chain, you know, and then you have to, you know, what. Things eat you, you eat what you eat, other things, right? It's all part of how healthy we are and whether it's not, if you eat junk food, it's what's going to happen to you. And the, and the soil biology is something you introduced me to, that terminology, which is really cool because I would normally say microbes and you know, little tiny, lately I've been saying little tiny beings, right? Little creatures. But soil biology is so important for everything in terms of, and I, and I, I gave you the definition of my, uh, my, my, my definition for soil biology is so soil biology is everything live, that lives in small, small in the soil small or large I, I include everything you know then I then I want then I wanted to get mystical and I said we are the microbes we are the soil then I said what is our function right what part do we play in this in this society here in this role with the soil because I I truly think we're, we're part of the, of the soil right we're, we're part of what makes the soil and, and uh, we, I, I love to come up with soil garden, you know, because that's that's exactly what we need to do, you know. And and people are confused about the word soil, so there's a lot of terminology that has to do with soil. Uh, I and the sunflower is it's one of my favorite little. This is this funny thing. I don't know what how I got it or what happened, but it's so cute. And so that's what that's what the I'm really all about in terms of the soil, in terms of how you heal the soil and you heal yourself is what I've always said. That's what I get the earth. You want to have a clean environment. It has to do with clean soil, healthy soil. You don't have healthy soil. You don't really have a livable environment, a livable planet, right? You don't have a place yeah. to, 
for the for people to uh, live in, for living things to live in. It's all based on the on the health of the soil. I think that's the uh, the video it did right there. I think Jay, I think we're done with like four or five yeah. minutes. And Andy just removed himself from the stream, guys. Uh, you got to love old people with gray hair and computers, you know. We're, we're still learning some of this stuff. So he should be jumping back on here momentarily, guys. But, yeah, we are part of that soil system. Um, the biology basically is the same biology in our guts as it is in the soil, breaking down the new different nutrients. And that, that's what we really want to focus on tonight is the soil nutrient cycling. And um, a lot of the people that, that, you know, are watching this channel regularly understand how the nutrients are cycled in the soil uh, by the biology. And we also understand that um, by using plants uh, to feed plants, that biology and nutrients are of the right so structure, uh, you know, so at the cellular level. So, Andy, you're back. There, there was this guy came floating in from the roof. He, his feet appeared, and then my feet disappeared, and then my body disappeared. Next thing you know, that chair I was sitting on disappeared. And these people you were, were talking invisible funny. gardening. You were out invisible gardening. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of weird. I'm kind of scared now. I don't know. I, and he called me by. He said. Hello, darling. I go, holy cow, do I know you? <laughs> uh, but to be serious, I'm trying to be serious. I can't really do it. But what I'm trying to, this, today's show, what I'm trying to get across is how the soil transfers nutrients. And not just between plants or neighborhoods, but it travels around the world. The, the soil has a, the ability Earth has the ability to right, to be to be everywhere. Even you want to have clean oceans. Well, guess what? You have to have clean soil, mm -hmm. right? You want to have clean air. Well, guess what? You have to have clean air. You want to have, uh, you know, anything that that you want to get rid of plastic. You have to have the soil has to be there to do it. If you don't have a soil, you yeah. basically have a lifeless place like Mars is now. Like a lot of other planets, they don't have soil. They don't have water. They don't have oxygen. They don't have nothing, right? Yeah, now they're exactly. saying uh, Mars used to have soil. <laughs> we used to have used to have life. Is what you're saying, right? Mars used to have life. Well, it had soil. It had right. It, now it doesn't have. It has signs that it haven't had soil. When water's running, it shows you how the rivers were formed. You know, but that that's also could be from the mud and whatever else is there. I mean, it, soil in Mars it could be just you know the definition of soil is whatever the, that is there that's. Things growing, you know, that's the soil of Mars or the soil, whatever, right? So yeah. For, but, but for but for us in the discussion where we're talking about, we can't really talk about the the biology of the soil in Mars, right? Or the bio, soil about, right? So we yep. should have to talk about this biology here, even though that is a big topic, the soil biology in other planets. That's exactly what they're doing, trying to find life and where are they looking, whatever sand, whatever it's semblance of the soils there because they know that's the odds of it being in there are great yeah well they got to find water first because without water you're not going to be able to create soil because you can't have the biology that lives you know uh it's all based on the the structure of the biology and the water coming together to make the primordial soup right so there's a planet 
I think it's a moon around Jupiter. And the surface of it is a very barren place. But they have discovered there's a massive lake underneath it. Mm -hmm. It's the same type of water that we have on our, on our planet here. And cool. it's buried. And they're saying, Oy vey. <laughs> they said, that's one of the trips we're going to go and look and dig down in there and see what kind of microbial life is in there. Some people say there's not really a lake filled that's like a dome. It has water underneath uh, a certain, the bottom half of the top of it is air. So the microbes right. have their own little environment thing going on there, their own little ecosystem going on there, right? Oh, yeah. What is this? Yeah, and here's a bunch a question. Of for a new grower. What to feed? What you feed, uh, and I'm assuming you're talking about feeding. Right? Yeah. You're talking about feeding pigs? Well, that's a different thing. No, than, feeding you know, plants. And uh, well, I started with a P. I was that, close. Okay, no, it was a B. Or the biology, because that's who, that's who actually grows the plant, and we have to feed the biology so the biology has what it needs to, you so, know, grow your plant. I'm glad. Uh, who was it that mentioned that? Who was it that asked the question? Mad Dog. Dog. Right. Well, here's the thing that's really cool, that if we were – I, I know I can talk from experience in terms of if in my garden, I don't, you know, I, I, when I was growing, I don't grow, I don't use fertilizers of any kind. Yeah. Instead, what I do is I learn how to make the best compost in the world. I was so good, I was selling it. Okay. People say, Can I have a bag of your shit, man? My, my bumper <laughs> sticker used to say, Good shit. And I, and I grew up and I stopped doing that, but I should have got the copyright to good shit, right? And, yeah. But, the, the point is is that when you what you're feeding your plants you don't really you don't really feed the norm the normal scenario is okay uh, grow and bloom right you know uh, you feed them differently uh, you know the, so it depends on what stage you're in you can feed them in the beginning you want something with a high nitrogen fertilizer organic of course but still be a blend you know but what I've learned from experience is I I get the soil together. When I was living in Malibu, I had a container. So, like, uh, mm -hmm. I tried those uh, wine barrels. Yeah, those like big round casks. Ones. Yeah, they were made of wood and like half of yep. it, you know, cut in half. That's pretty good. That's a good amount of size of soil. Yeah, I I discovered that one of the best things I could do for the for the well, well, for one thing, to feed the plants, I've learned that there are lots of different ways that you can have. So I, I, I like growing worms, especially when they have big containers like that. So what I do is I yeah. actually bring in some worms from my worm farms and put them in the container. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of what I do with that is I'm not feeding the plants. I'm feeding the worms. You yeah. feed the worms a little bit of food from the kitchen, the greens and stuff. They eat it all right up, right underneath there. But you don't have to fertilize your pot plants. And if yeah. you do it right, if you do it right, you don't have to fertilize them all. They will go through the whole cycle. Right through the whole cycle, they get nice and big and everything, and bloom there without changing anything, other than. So what I learned to do is, you see, when I do, that's how what I when I invented my super seaweeds, my biological activator. So when you're yeah. because you're watering them, you have to you, you give them water, right? You want to give them something with that water. What you want to give them is a complete balanced trace mineral diet with along with because mainly the, it's it's a it's an activator, right? Microbiological activator. It gets explained in the whole the title of it, what it is, right? It activates the microbiology, right? Right? Yeah. And it's all about the biology. 
and it's all about the biology. So the only thing that the super seaweed is missing is the minerals, which basically you get from the rock tops. If you have nice blend of rock tops. So those are the only two things you really need to put into your soil on a regular basis, even spraying the plants, because that's where what they need in different stages of their life, right? They will get, as long as you're giving them a nice green, a nice blend of all the minerals, a nice blend of the biology, because the biology can be sprayed on the leaf as well as in the soil. So you have the yeah. biology. So what, what you do is you feed your, you know, the, the super seaweed gets, you make, get, get a vat, in, you, in, it, in it you have a source of your microbes. So there are different ways I get microbes. Of course, I have the worm farm. And one of the things I love to do is I again I have to maybe do go on my Mac one of these shows because my piece my Mac my phone is the one that I videotape the ongoing adventures of the worm farm you know what I mean because it's really okay. an interesting story but I, I get the liquid from the worm farm I make a liquid and this is the liquid environment that I would be adding the other things to it that I want to you know whether it be the super seaweed I would add to that I learned that, that it loves my super seaweed and I add a certain amount of rock dust. What, what I do with the rock dust, in, in my use, I used to take the blend and then put it into the mixture directly. And then I realized right. that it's much better to have it pre-processed. So right, so what I do is I get the blend, I put it, make a mixture, then I get some of my uh, my uh, worm juice, make it, pour it, usually I pour the worm juice first and then put the rock dust in that way all yeah. the, it clumps up the other way just pour it in i should turn it and so you have this mixture of the of the microbes going nuts with the rock dust because it it's not going to overflow or foam or do anything but the microbes tend to attack it to get attached to it really fast they, they yeah. will attach themselves to the to the very fun because it's 200 mesh does that mm. right very very fine yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So that's a perfect size for the microbes to attach themselves to. So if you have these little guys attaching to that, and so then you take that and then you add that to the water after a certain amount of time, you add that to to your, your spraying. So I have a hundred gallons. I make a hundred gallon. Take that, add it to my hundred gallons, and filter it out because it, it it leaves behind a certain amount. About a third of the rock dust stays behind. Right. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't get tired. Out. I could do it. I've learned that you can make it last longer and you have a way to recycle there are lots of uh, uh worm farming trips now you can buy that recycle the water yeah through the system chain. through the yeah. system and you have this liquid that keeps you know you, you just take the liquid out of it but it keeps rotating through the all your bins all, you know it keeps it nice and clean but you have the, the and then the liquid is what you you uh feed it you feed it the rock feed it rock dust through the liquid yeah See? And, and you have to go really, really light in the rock dust feeding, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have, you know, if you have a, a gallon of this worm juice, right? How much rock dust do you think you should they should get, right? Especially if you have a blend, right? Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised. I've learned that a tablespoon is really more than enough. It's radically more than enough. Because now, would a tablespoon actually be too much? Maybe we you should be doing looking at a half a tablespoon, and then. Tell, tell us a little bit, like you're, you're mentioning, you know, continuing cycling the liquid um, through the worm bin and getting the what's called the leachate out the bottom. Um, so you're talking a gallon to, um, I would think a half a tablespoon might even be, because like it, it's almost too much. But what do you, what do you suggest well, you're using, using a tablespoon? When I started doing this in a five gallon, well, those little white buckets, right? white five gallon buckets i would fill it up with a 
with the uh, worm juice, right? So probably right. maybe close to five gallons. So I would take a cup of my rock dust mixture and dump it in there. Right. Wait a minute, stir it all up, stir it all up, stir it up. You have to go, hey, yeah, there are lots of different chanting. Stir to the right, stir to the right. Yeah, there has to be lots of different chanting things happening. You have to do different kinds of drugs so you can get in this trance state. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding because in, in the uh, in the Rudolf Steiner system, you so you you make your, your liquid, you, you have a, a rod that you stir for 100 turns. Yep. It doesn't matter what right. you say. You have to do a hundred turns one way, and then a hundred turns the other way, and that's because it, it makes the structure, it makes the water into structured water. Mm. And if you make a structured water with that, so you know the, the real Steiner with the reason why he make a preparation right, so you can spray that, where you can spray, you, and you make the mixtures basically as a spray of that mixture, right? What does it say? Right. Wait, let oh. me see it again. No, this is pretty shocking. No, ever looks at the gut microbes of human and organic food property. No, why would they even look? Well, there are people who are looking. They're saying that's your brain. That's your real brain, but not the quote general, general uh, you know business. The doctors or stores, or you know, <laughs> forget medicine. The medicine. It's all would about never, the money there. Right. The doctors would never say, look, you know. If you take care of your biomine in your stomach and you eat properly, you'll live a thousand years. I will never see you because you don't have no reason to come to see me, right? Biodynamics, exactly. That's where it started. Yep. I studied I studied the system for a long, long, long time. And I've actually given classes and workshops in it. See, what happens is I have studied all these different things and I basically make them my I make develop my own system. What is it? We'll get some rock tests next do next I do worming. Okay, so when you're going to get the rock dust, it's important. Okay, it's important. So not all rock dust are, are good for you. You have to make sure that there's not some jerk digging up yeah. mining behind you. you know, so a, lot, a lot of companies I found, this is in my experience. I went to buy rock dust from someplace. They're not really a rock dust company. They just happen to have all this dust left over from their mining operation. And, and I said, well, you have a soil, you have a lab test? Well, yeah, of course we have. Can I, can I have the lab test, please? Well, I don't have one with me. But, uh, I says, well, who do I talk to? I got to the manager, and I said, well, I'm a gardener. I just want to know what's in your stuff. Smiley can't always throw heat, and this channel is always good. Ah, soil, soil nerd channel. Yeah. But so you may be buying from them toxic rock dust. Because not yeah. all rock dust is the same thing, right? So you have to buy rock dust that's specifically mine to be sold as rock dust. See, so there's a big difference. The, the rules are basically, you know, if you have more than, than a certain amount of the toxic metals, you can't do it. Yeah. So yeah. They have to get, get an analysis of it, but yeah. there's too many scammers out there that aren't bothering with that. They're just selling rock dust. So who do you recommend, Andy? And remember that, like, GB, we're Mad Dog. He's in Great Britain. Um Where's the best way or best place to get some of the higher quality? And um, we always talk about the micronutrients as well. No problem. So what you can do, and you, and you can do it, do it right now. Look up remineralization.org. Ken. Oh, Bring yes. See, see, no, see, this is supposed to be Lily, okay? She's oh, well, in the background. Well, well, so, you know. Well, just do it. 
Remineralization.org. Oh, I got to open another tab. I'm old like yeah. you, okay? Hold on. Everybody, so everybody write it down. Remineralization.org. Remineralization. And you can have her on as a guest, too. You should actually send her a little little hi. Her name is Joanne. I want Andy wants you on as a guest. I've been trying to get her on as a guest. She. Okay, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got remineralization written or in my tab. It's showing me pictures of teeth. Okay. No, so, remineralization.org. Dot org. Okay. Dot org. That was the part I was missing. What can I say? Did you remineralize the earth? Did you do dot com? <laughs> okay, show this. Oh, show yes. the screen. Hold on. I'm gonna present. Let me see it. Screen. And I'll tell you where to go. Window, remineralization, share. There you go. There's the website. Okay, so look, see the resource directory? Mofo resource, resource directory. directory. Right. Okay. That, baby. Open the screen up. Open that little baby up. Just open the baby up. Come on, come on, open it up. Okay, hold on, hold on. It was it was wanting me to global repair. Oh okay, God. No. I'm glad we practiced, but you see it's a resource oh. directory. It's it's not giving me a plus minus where I can can show um global here. So what's this? Toggle. There we go. Okay, so they do actually have somebody in the United Kingdom. You can go there and click on it. It would take you to you, but you can also look at the list. If you go back to the screen, you'll see the list. And you can scroll through. Okay. So... Yeah, give me names of companies, right? If you go down that list, you're right? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Asia, yeah. Australia, see that? Worldwide. Yeah. There you go. And so, and this is a great resource, which I am, by the way, in there too. See, that's, I, 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 I've been with these folks since when they started. And uh, there's a guy who wrote a book called Remineralization. The, the Remineralization. That's that's his book, and we love to have him on too, because he's sure. these are people, right? So, you, did you guys get the uh, Green Gator gets your rock dust? Exactly right. So there's you know I got I have 14. I don't have the Green Glacial rock dust. I have the Glacial rock dust. I have 14 different kinds of rock dust. Yeah. Try to get a blend from all different places, and you don't have to use it all fast. So I one day I got up and I ordered. Uh, 14 50 pound bags of different kinds, and they brought them yeah. on a pallet. That wasn't that was during my use because I could lift things up. Now I still have about 10 of those bags, 50 pound bags. And I, 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 I generally get 10 kilogram bags, okay? Yeah, I can get a you little know. bit of it myself. I don't <laughs> want to use any dust, but uh, the, the, uh, the those, those that place is a great source place. And what yeah. I would do, what I would do is to go to a couple other different, a couple of different places rather than just one. And try to yeah. get a blend. Now, there's another place called Local. Did you have you did you you showed them that? Did you? Could you bring I that one? I think I have, up? but uh, Local Rock Dust. Hold yeah, bring on. that one up, buddy. There you go. Now, this okay. place has about six or seven rock dust you can buy, which is probably an ideal thing to do. You can just order. You don't really need a large amount, so they may sell you like five or ten pounds, right? Something like that. Unless you got a big place like my place in the back or Ken's place like in the back, you know. Yeah, right. And and, and but when, when you start using the microbes and the and the and the rock dust, and then soil, 
you'll find that now you will you clean up all the chemical fertilizers in the soil, but you're going to make it a much better place for plants to, to make it through the heat and uh, through the climate change. And you can be able to have food and you can actually have a lawn. And if you can be growing food, there you go. That, that's the one. If you look at, you'll see that they have, uh, they also have a, what, what is it? Let's see, where is it at? They got uh, stored carbon smart ca uh, catalogs, biochar, um, FAQ about us. Um, Try store. Oh, no, look, okay. see what says rock dust underneath it. You mouthful. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, there's your store. There's your fee all, all the products. And the thing, yeah, the last time we were here, they only had the uh, the six. But guys, remember, these are um, more of the micronutrients that you don't generally find anywhere else. That's the point. Um, that's the and point. that's the point, yeah. That's the point. And you'll find that if you key into the micronutrients and the, and the microorganisms, the biology, remember the biology gets nitrogen from the, from the air. Okay, so if there's working yeah. right, it's gonna be and, you know, that that's perfect too. Thank you very much for all because I love the green sand. I, I don't have cinderite, I have the basalt, zeolite, I have some of those, and those are great, and those are a, a quite a nice blend there. So you have quite the only thing I would add to your what's his what was his name? My there you go. What was his name that did the last one? Um my son Mar Marty, I think. Oh, hold it. Uh, we're both trying to switch things Marty. at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So, Marty, the only thing I would add to this would be C90. FCA90.com. St. George's Black, I've heard of that one. I, I'd like you to send me some. And so you, you'll know that between these rock samples that you guys showed and you got C90, you're going to have it covered. In other words, right. you're going to have all the different... So the odds are... You know, remember they're 96. So C90 has 90 of them, right? You know you got the 90 covered. The odds are you get the rest of the six in this mixture are very high. Okay, now so that's the mixture you're basically using. Let's get back to the the you're mixing it with the Damn leaf gate. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're yeah. we're talking. You're talking a, a, a you're down to a, a teaspoon. A, um, a tablespoon there, per gallon is all you really need. And that's in the in the leachate, and then you're taking that mixture, setting it for a half hour, an hour, for the biology so, to work on it, and then the you're thing. putting it in water. Correct. Well, here's the thing. So when you're making this liquid, you have to have a an idea of what it is you're using for. So if you're going to be making the liquid to use directly on plants and stuff, yeah. So if you have a gallon of leachate, you, I would use a, a teaspoon in there. Stir mm -hmm. it all up, leave it, let it sit for a while, and then put it in my sprayer. Okay, a while. Give us a little bit of okay, a time so, uh, stamp. What's a while? Let, let, let me explain. Let me explain it. And so it's temperature tried, factor. I'm trying to explain to you. So it depends on okay. what the purpose is that you're using it for. So oh, okay. if you're using it for um, basic maintenance where you're spraying, every, you're watering and spraying, say, once or twice a week, now, like is this that, a foliar? You know? Are you doing this as a foliar you do feeder? Both. Right, you do both. You do both. Okay. Foliar is the ninety percent where you'll get where they'll get the nutrients. You're yeah. putting it. You're you're pouring into the base of the plants because you want the microbes in the soil. Mm -hmm. After a while, the microbes will be always will be in the soil because you're keying into the microbes living twenty four hours, twenty four seven in the soil. You're gonna hear oh they have a little party, they're drinking, 
All the time, they're happy, happy, happy. And that's why you want the worms going in there, because the worms will tell you, if you can't find any worms in there, you're doing something wrong. You want the worms to survive and be, do their thing, because they've constantly been doing the worm cap. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. But if you're, if you're going to be making it as a concentrate, we're going to be doing like 100 plants, say, right? Mm -hmm. So then you take the, the gallon of the, of the juice, you got a tablespoon of, of the rock dust, stir it up, and then you yeah. make all of that, you make the right proportion of liquid that you need to water the whole 100 gallons. So that one bottle of the juice can be made into 15 gallons. So 20 gallons, you can, there, there's these beer devices. I'm happy to show you some of the companies that I deal with in terms of buying their devices. Mm -hmm. One of them is $134 is basically a cone, you know, right. like skinny that has a weight. Uh, and how much C90 for the foliar would you put into? Now, the C90, that? you have to remember it's a salt. It's yeah. a salt. So it's better to prove, and the rule of thumb is a law of a little bit I made up. A little bit goes a long, long way. That's exactly what you want to do. You want to provide. So the C90 in a gallon of water would not even be, it would, it would barely be, and again, it depends on the time of year, because if you're doing it in the summertime, I wouldn't even bother doing it. The temperature is higher than 85 degrees. Forget it. Even just pouring it on the soil, you have to do. You have, remember the minerals yeah. are should be don't be a moron, right? The minerals should be applied during the fall and winter time. That's the time you apply minerals. That's one reason. So if you're doing this mineral mixture, and that mixture there will take you through the spring, all through the summertime, through the following year when you do it again. If you have a, a lot really living soil. The variety of plants, all because all they'll need is the right amount of light, you know, the right amount of environment to culture, mm -hmm. out a bunch of other things like that. Like interpret you assuming all the other ones you got under control, then the plants will don't will will not need any much feed. They wouldn't need any feeding at all because remember you have the worms and the worms in there are the ones that are going to be constantly providing a really really good source of the nutrients. Worms have a certain amount of nitrogen and all the other good stuff as well. I mean, the worm, the worm poop. Right. Yeah. The castings. Yeah. The worm cast. So that that's part of it. When you want to have a living biological soil, you have to have people living in there. You have to have right. The worms are the perfect ones to 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 move in. Well, exactly, and they want to party too. I mean, like they want a siesta. They want the Mexican hats, the whole nine yards. But okay, um, let's jump back because you generally, Andy, guys, for yeah. Uh, for everybody that don't, doesn't know, Andy um, is a high-end gardener in Malibu. Uh, but how about the gardener. guys in Canada where we grow inside most of the time? Okay, See that so See that there is no spring, summer, fall. It's like this is what it is. So should we be applying C90 um, okay, so know, once it grow or what? Right. So uh, ind indoors... What you have to be careful about is if you apply something like C9 on a regular basis, it will build up in your container. Okay, so you're going to have that too much. So I, what I would do indoors, because that's, it's a different thing because you're in a small container. It's not recyclable yeah. outside. It's not, you know, everything. Yeah. So in the container, I would, again, limit it to the, the so the, so if you're using the same pots on a regular basis as opposed to getting new soil, you see, that's a totally different different regimen because ideally you want to take the plant out, put another, you know, maybe amend the soil just a little bit, 
fluff it up a little bit, you know, add a few some more earthworm cattle, a few things, but keep using the basics of the soil and growing that as opposed to throwing it away and starting a whole yeah. new batch. So if you yeah. throw it away in a different container, then then it's a, a, a half a tape, half a tablespoon in a gallon of water, stir it up with it would be really good for the plant. Again, it, it would depend on the age of the plant. If it's a little baby, baby plant, you, you'll burn it. So I usually don't don't uh, put any any uh, nutrients at all until it, lets, it gets at least knee high when it's doing really good, nice and thick, you know, it's ha happy, happy, gets all the light stuff. You don't have to be really pumpy because the soil, see the, the, the super, my super seaweed and the microbes in the soil make everything really, really grow really, really well, really fast. Right. And then, and then when you're ready to go up, up some more, then you start introducing, because you want to, you want to, uh, about halfway through the cycle, you want to include, in, increase the mineral content of it. Okay. Just before it starts. So, so okay, move. like, now, now let's put it in the time frame that you did, the spring, summer, fall, you were saying you want to add this at the, in the, more in the fall. Um, so that's when your plant is going to sleep. For us, that's when we're harvesting. Um, so then basically a good idea, depending on how soon you're going to put a plant back into that soil, you could do this, you know, um, before flower and, and build for the next grow when you're putting the next new baby in, then it's already broken down. So I, I was, I was, I, I got confused a little bit because I was talking about outside, not so much growing pot plants outside, but normal plants that yeah. you, you know, like here in Malibu, you would. You would take your you you would fertilize the, the lawn and the roses and the fruit trees in the fall. Exactly. So, so, so yeah. fall and winter time they would get you know they would get the minerals and bacteria. But in terms of the of the G plants, you know, the fall is when you're starting to harvest. So that's not the time to be really giving them any any food. You should have given them the food already at certain lengths of time in advance. You know, so that when they're blooming, you don't have the taste of the of the nutrients that you're giving them. You know. Right. So that's that's a different thing when you if you're growing, especially if you're going indoors, which is a year-round thing. But even that's outdoors, what I do. yeah, even outdoors, you still got to pay attention to the environment because you're limited to growing. You know, your your plants will stop. You know what I mean? If it gets too cold and there's not enough light, and there goes your. Even though in Miami, I've had it growing year-round. But see, I'm in Canada. We don't get that I often. I get way too much white stuff, yeah. you know, which is fun. is is great because you can go skiing, snowmobiling, but you can't really tough your old plants out in the snow. You, okay, yeah, I know it's a white stuff, and I was thinking of the other white, the other white meat. No, no, I'm not, and I'm not talking <laughs> about sand either. Okay, and I, we're not getting, we're not going to scratch our noses on that one at all. So, so what's uh, interesting too about growing indoors, and I tell you something, yeah. a little because I've had. A few plants last uh, maybe three or four years, and the reason now, why as they, mother plants or yeah, you're right, you're right, vegging them for that long, right. The only reason why they died is because I neglected watering them. I had to go somewhere and that didn't that didn't work. That out always to seems to happen when you forget to water the plant. No, no I had somebody water it for me, but that person didn't, didn't do a very good job. Of it. So, yeah. and these are mother plants that I. That I had grown that would generally would generate more and more plants, and I, I had so I know a lot of people say, well, you can only do the mother plant thing once or twice, and then your mother plant's not as good as your plants are not as good. But that's not really true because the mineral the the thing is minerals deficiency is what causes that to happen. If you're feeding them minerals on a regular basis, you're actually feeding the soil. You're setting up yeah. a system in the soil because you know you can tell if you do too much. Right. If you do too much of the trace mineral, it becomes toxic. They, the plants, the leaves, 
scroll up, all kinds of shit happens. You go, oh boy, I think we we overfed it. And there's, and there's no well, way we're just... looking for homeostasis in ourselves and in the plants because you know you do, don't be a moron like Leighton says all the time. If you're giving it too much trace minerals into that soil, you're creating pockets uh, that are so far out of balance. You're creating the illness yourself. I would get in the habit of feeding the soil that you're using once a year. Simple okay. as that. Once a once a year, and even then. I would probably rotate, take the soil out and rotate it through a compost system, re recompost it again. So I would have some soil we use for a few seasons. Like one season indoor, one year indoor, indoors is like four, four uh, indica seasons and maybe three sativa seasons. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've also grown the sea of green with LED lights, which is continuous. So yeah, I've done that. I had another room which the mother plant which was constantly producing stuff. Then I had yeah. a, uh, I made I made my own misting system so I get the roots going and I use the super seaweed for that. I it was yeah. a basically a big pot that PVC the water with little sprinkler heads upside down so it would do the uh, underneath the roots. And see, I built mine in a, in a, a tote, one of the ones with the yellow oh. caps, and it's got the little squares. I drilled out the squares and yeah, yeah I, I made my own aeroponics cloner. Um, and you can clone a almost anything in that, not just cannabis. No, I, trees. Right, I've done, I've done vegetables and the tomato. Yeah, plants. I started with tomatoes. The tomato plants are really good. Yeah, and yeah so the, it, it, I I actually miss having a farm because that's all this stuff is what I really love to do. Okay, there's a yeah. question for you because I don't eat only organic food. I don't have that. Option I have this. I have this problem, so I go out. See, I'm allergic to junk food. Literally, I am. And I go to a restaurant. I, occasionally, I go to a restaurant with a friend who I'm not going to give out any names. We all know who I'm talking about. And they, you know, the first thing I say is, how's the food? Oh, great. Is it organic? They, hey, Julio, he wants to know if it's organic. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, right. <laughs> and then when I eat it, I get a massive headache the next day for days and days and days. And I go, shit, yeah. I knew I should. And Basically, what it is is that besides the fact if it's not organic because you're organic, it's supposed to be cleaner for you, more minerally yeah. rich, right? I say supposed to because you can never really know what's going on in, in that industry anymore in terms of people actually growing. I mean, you'd be surprised how many, quote, organic farmers, all they're doing is just growing in good, rich soil. Oh, it's, everything's fine. It's good, rich soil. Look, look. But, you but why are your plants always looking so sickly then? Do a brick, brick test on it. That's what the refractometer is so good. You go to the yeah. place and you look at that food and you go, do you mind if I test it on this thing? Oh, yeah, sure. And it's like a five. You go, well, you know, this is supposed to be 28. It's like, oh, it's broken. But the guy will get the message. There's something going on with his food that's crap yeah. because crap in is crap out, right? Yeah. And I've been, I've been organic pretty much. Well, it's not all my life because when I was young, my parents – Latino, you know, Cuban dad and Puerto Rican dad, mother, uh, mm -hmm. party all the time. We have so many family food party, beer, sugar, uh, meat, you know, and something else. But I would not eat any of it. <laughs> I was. But you I drink the beer. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't drink the beer. I, I, didn't, know. I didn't even touch the beer, and they wouldn't let me smoke a joint there. They would say, "Okay, fine, fine, fine." You know, yeah, yeah, and I, organic, I, I, and so that bar is just really too high, especially when you're traveling 
and you're sort of you you just don't have the option like if you're growing I, your I totally own food agree. at home then you can do it i, I totally you know agree. that's right that's a big big problem when you're just going out in your local city alone finding food you know but imagine traveling so what i i used to travel a lot when i was uh in my youth in my younger days i would go down to santa barbara up to santa barbara i would go down to san diego i've gone to fayetteville arkansas all these other yeah. places driving is kind of fun fun and it's like I go up along the coast, you know, to Santa Cruz and stuff like that. But man, you gotta go in the store and go. You don't you have anything? <laughs> don't you have anything? And so I, you have to kind of just buy enough to eat across. So yeah. I would buy like you know bags of peanuts, organic peanuts, and nuts and cashews. I thought, okay, that's gonna help because I used to when I I used to go across when I uh, I used to go to University of Florida in Gainesville. University yeah. of Texas in Texas, Austin, University of Colorado in Boulder. And I, the mm -hmm. way I, the way I did was when it got when I was in Boulder and that funny stuff like you said falls into the ground. Okay, time to go. And I would go to Austin, Texas. I would stay there. <laughs> I would stay there until that funny stuff starts to fall on the ground. Then I would go to Gainesville, Florida, until that funny stuff falls there. And yet it doesn't it doesn't really fall on the ground anymore in Gainesville, Florida. You know, so no. I'll be cool. In the following year, I go back back. As you know, the spring comes on, I'm in Boulder. So I and I would yeah. drive there. And man, I I I've been sick so many times because I'm hungry. Well, what could possibly be wrong with <laughs> any of this stuff? And and then I read and I read it, and I'm going, shit, you know, because added sugar is not really real sugar. Added sugar really, really mm -hmm. bad. So you look at the back of the ingredients, it says added sugar. Don't even even if it's organic, don't buy it. The non-organic stuff, added sugar, is high fructose corn syrup. It's a, yeah. it, they were going to call it, if you eat this sugar, you die. But they originally made it another sugar. They call it fructose sugar, right? That was the original <laughs> sugar. makes it nice and sweet. You, you buy it. You want to buy more of it. So they came, They said, we have to make this sweeter. How are we going to do this? Genetically modify it so that's super sweet and it becomes so, you're not, it's a narcotic for you. People have to take it. Well, let's call it if you eat this sugar, you'll die. No, that's not a good name. Let's let's call it super fructose. Let's call it fructose. Just leave it at fructose. That's what I call yeah. it. And it's not. Your body cannot do anything with that. Your body goes, What the heck? What is going on here? So they added sugar is bad. And then they said, Well, let's really fuck it. Let's really screw them over. Let's add some salt to it. Let's put some salt in the mix. And the salt is not even real salt. No. It's a chemical stuff that they you know where the majority of salt comes from now? So you have the desalination plants. So right. they, they take salt out of the water, right? And they make this giant pile of salt. So I said, hey, we can sell it to these companies who will then make salt. You can eat and salt for this. What is the major problem with that? Well, it's coming from the ocean that's, you know, not exactly what I call pure, but it's not coming from a salt flat. It's not coming from nature. It's being processed. Now, a pig man wants to know, are you eating this organic food because you're worrying about cancer or are you eating this organic food because you're thinking you're getting like more? So I would think more nutrition. A couple of things. OK, first of all, I always support the organic industry. I support these organic farmers who are doing the best they can to have healthy soil, you know, to promote the rice. That's one of the reasons why I do that. And secondly, I'm for the health of the, so of the earth, health of the soil. So organic farmers are better 
on the soil and the health of the earth than, they, than these other chemical farmers are. See, you know, you know, the, what is the end of that statement would have been of those sort of good polyphenols. You mean uh, the food that the, what it has in the food? The organic. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things you'll find interesting is that the organic produce, again, if it's fed really by that living soil, right? By the biology. They're going right. They're going to have such a blend of all the things your body really needs has genetically been modified over the years that you need, and you only get it from your. I call them the soil doctors. These your cooks. They make this liquid that nobody else makes because that's the way we have. <coughs> Excuse me, about. <coughs> you know, uh, yes, Lily's yeah, watching you watching your right yeah. with vinegar. Uh, and vinegar is really really cool. I, I'm watching it. Even if it's organic, see one of the things about organic was so funny. In the shipping of organic produce, they miss it, they ship them in the same truck with the chemical produce. I've seen mm -hmm. that. I go, wait a minute, you got organic bananas right next to the non-organic banana, and you're telling me I, it's okay for me to buy the organic bananas, but it doesn't matter that the chemical banana is now all over the organic banana or any other fruit for that matter. Well, it's, as an ex truck driver, Andy. Um, there's one story where the guy was bringing a load of, I think it was um, apples from uh, the West Coast to the East Coast. And they called him up, had him pump the chemicals into the reefer trailer. He heads out. He's a day down the road. They call him. The order was canceled. We need you to go to this chemical plant so they can suck that chemical out, put this chemical in. So he's halfway back. To bring the load back and he gets a call oh no they reordered and paid for it so go back to that chemical plant so they can suck that chemical this happens on a regular basis yeah the, the contamination is really really bad the yep. other thing i want i wanted to say is i so if the plants are getting all the trace minerals and all the different combination of chemicals in, into their little bodies and you're getting it into your body Yes, mm -hmm. that's the reason why I love to eat organics because it's proven that, that I don't need to get vitamin pills, right? I don't need to get vitamin pills if it's in my food. And it's a much healthier way to get minerals than to be buying man-made minerals to try to get into your body because your body go, what the heck is this? You see what I mean, right? Right? And yeah. So that's a, that's a good reason. I just wish that it would cost less. I don't like the way it has evolved in costing a lot more. Because realistically, if I was an organic farmer, I would be growing more and more and costing me less and less. I would say, hey, dude, you want some of this free? Please take it. Please, please. I got 500 barrels of right? You know what I mean? Because you can grow like crazy. Things would just take off. Street um, wrap. That's not really the I, – I, my, 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 my philosophy about buying vegetables, whether it be fruit or otherwise, is not if it's not shrink wrap. I don't want it wrapped in a, in a plastic. And it's one thing if it was a wrap in a – because nowadays you have these organic plastics, right? They're made from plants. That's mm -hmm. fine. Or even some kind of people. But how do you know? Well, it should, say, you know, know? it should say, you know, most of most of them, they buy something, they'll say, this is what we use. We use certain biodegradable. And then they, they have to show you the container that comes in. Like I have bought uh, trash bags that are biodegradable, made from plants. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't last real long. They're not very strong, but they're working on it. <laughs> right? Right? Like same thing with cups. I get I get the reusable spoons. Yeah. So we still got a few more minutes to talk. What do you want to talk about? Huh? This is, this is cool. Well, I don't know. Uh, there's so much to talk about. Um, 
that you were mentioning that uh, there there was groups that are running the water through the worm bin so they can constantly get the leachate. Um, but let's see, Pigman saying organic food is really expensive. Um, oh, should people? Yeah, yeah. How should people think about those trade-offs? Like grow it yourself. That's what we're really trying to teach. Here's everybody. a very simple thing. How 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 much money are you willing to to save? If you have to go to the doctor because you've been eating junk food for a long time, whether it be, you know, if you eat uh, a carrot that's rich in the trace metals and then you, it's, you have another person who's like, you get at two of you and you only ate the carrot that had no metals, you're going to die a lot sooner than the, than the guy who's eating all the carrots with the trace metal. You're going to have some trace metal deficiency problem. That's going to cost you a bundle. That's going to cost you a lot. Whereas... So you pay a little bit more, but you live a healthier lifestyle. You live longer, and even even though even though you still have to deal with all the toxins that are around us, There's tons and tons of toxins. Ever, I really would like to walk in a spacesuit with oxygen mask. I draw I fire. Okay, you know, because that's what it is. Literally, we're surrounded with toxins, so we have yeah. to learn to clean our bodies out. And I'm more than happy to talk about some, that sometime down the road. What tools you have to get rid of heavy metals and toxins in your body? Right now, the key thing is to help the microbes stay alive because if they're alive, you're safe. Yes. If you're living in an environment and the microbes are dead, you have cereals in your microbes, I would run. I would get the heck out of there and move to another place because that stuff is not is not a good thing, right? See? Yeah, exactly. Right? I remember a long time ago I did a house call, not a single ant. My instinct for survival kicked in. I go, I don't think I need to go. And I went there and I knocked on the door. The guy was like, Oh yeah, uh, I, we have an ant problem. Honey, the, the man is here. We're all, all going to die right now. They literally were, and I'm going, holy shit, dude! What you know, you know, because they they were just spraying the heck out of everything. Nothing didn't work. And I said, I can't help you. As a matter of fact, I have to go because the longer I stick around, I'm getting sick. Because you can smell the stuff they were spraying. Even the, it was. No ants anywhere. Not a single ant any, anywhere. There were ants next door. When I got out of the walking away, you see the ants going, yeah, I got luck. <laughs> it was absolutely absurd. So and, and that's, uh, what I'm doing is a series. Is I'm actually working on a bunch of different workshops, online workshops, is to teach people how they can go about having the healthiest soil, living soil that they can get. And then from that, you can make a whole bunch of other things to make your property even more beautiful. But now's the time you really need to concentrate on the health of the soil because uh, if you wait too long, you're not going to have any – you can't bring it back. You know, you can't say, okay, I'm going to create – you know, the only way you create soil is the way Mother Nature does it. Exactly right. You have to think of it in terms of feeding your gut microbes for her health. That's exactly what saying. If you do that to your body, you automatically – your consciousness say, well, I should do that to the soil. And so I would not put junk in my body, and I would not put junk in the soil. The chemical, the chemical fertilizer, chemical city water alone. Breakfast cereals are one of the top ten. I can give you a list of pesticides that come in food. And a lot of the breakfast cereals are again. If you look in the back, twenty grams added sugar. Oh, you lost your. I lost your voice. I don't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my phone was ringing, so I said I was saying we're not supposed to scare people like that, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that the powers that be turned it all off. 
Well, I, I, you can get me going because I really uh, uh, know what I'm talking about in terms of the scams that we are being told about our uh, health of our body and exactly parallels the health of the soil. Exactly yeah. parallels. You, you know, what they when they say, Keep spraying the Roundup and using this here Miracle Grow, and you and just come to my uh, my 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 store and buy this here pesticide, and you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. You buy the chemical. Mean? It's good for you. Yeah, honest. So, and, and it just makes more and more money for us selling this stuff, but we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And a lot and of the people are I mean, getting richer and richer and richer in the drug companies. Ninety percent of the people out there are having all kinds of major problems. And a lot of it has to do with the food they eat and the environment that the soil is in. That's kind of cool. Because <laughs> you use a magnet of cereal that has added iron and see what happens. If you think that they'll stick to the you think the cereal will stick to the magnet? Holy cow, right? Right? You know, I mean, would that be would that would that really happen? Hey, look, ding! I think I'm getting a little bit too much iron here, right? Right? And your yeah, what is yeah. your body? What does your body do with that iron, right? Your body, you know, the micro is going, oh, shit, look what he's eating now. And you're not going to be able to touch it. Not it's be like to eating it. a, you know, a railroad, uh, uh, you know, track. Like, it's, yeah. It's our soil micro, our soul, our, soul, uh, our our own soil microbes, our stomach's microbes are very, really modeled after the soil microbes. But the soil microbes are the first ones who get at the stuff who get out the food, who make the transformation. Then our stomach microbes gets it and goes to the second stage. Our stomach microbes were not made to deal with these, to these the way it yeah. is like in, in the real I, life out there. I want to point something else out as well. Like the, the microbes that break down iron from, you know, sand, silt, and clay, um, those microbes live in that area. They're not in the, the really the plant root zone. It's just like, our biology, there's the biology in our gut, then there's the different biology in the large intestine, and there's yeah. different biology in the small intestine. Right. It's it's got you gotta have all three layers yeah. to really make the system work, whether it's us or whether it's our soil. Exactly right. And I look at it as a as a high rising tower, different floors. Yeah, I like that. And different floors have different microbes. They communicate with each other because it's a big city. Yep. You look at it as a giant city, really. But the different layers has to do with so many different things. Some just have to deal with oxygen. Some just have to deal with calcium. Some just have to do with how do I get the food from this part of the tree to another part of the tree. The whole the whole thing is really incredible. And, but if we stir it all up, that's a good way to destroy it. Yeah. Everything everything stops functioning. Everything stops functioning. No longer our produce being delivered. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like knock down the, that high rise and all the people inside aren't going to like it. But consider, you know, we all love to see aggregation in our soil. Well, that's a freaking universe. That's that high rise. Only it's the whole globe for the biology. And you just pulled it out of the ground and shook it off and went, oh, hey, yeah, look at this aggregation. You're destroying the civilization. That's where no till. If you split your soil, spread it, put your plant in, you're doing the least amount of damage. Pigman, you're never going to be have transparency in anything that's going on in terms of things that make money. They were the last people to tell you exactly what's going on in the farmer's soil. A lot of these farmers have the faintest idea about what's a, something called a lie. They, they'll watch this show and they'll say, ah, oh, Charles, look, these guys are talking about something in the soil. It must be like 
what? It's like, I don't, I don't believe this. I just don't, you know, it's like, and so they're not going to be transparent. A lot of these big companies are not going to, oh, yeah, we, we use Roundup four times a year here. And it's really, it looks, everything looks really good. You know, no, they're not, they're, they're not going to tell you the truth. So what you have to do is you have to know your farmer. Ideally, that would be really cool. You know, where, know where your food's coming from. You know, mm-hmm. I love it when you go to the farmer's market, you get to meet the growers, you talk to them. So what are you doing? I bring your refactometer to see how well they're growing. Now, here's a good question here. Um, if we have supplements like potassium citrate in uh, planter containers or liquid minerals, can we add that to our soil for growing string greens, arugula, um, cor- coriander? Uh, I live in an apartment. I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't say the human-grade supplements – unless you know where they're coming from are they real like there's a lot of that that's not exactly the best stuff out there for the market um but andy i know like myself i'll be taking c90 um i try to get those trace minerals in my body but what do you think of of something that uh we have supplements what you said initially is that part of the key is it depends on the quality of the supplement depends on exactly what if they're but let's assume that the quality is good. It's good, good stuff mm-hmm. for the body. You know, I, I I know I have a lot of supplements that that they're not only good for me, but they're good for the plants. The plants love this stuff. The microbes love the supplement. But yeah. you have to go because it's in a concentrated form. You really, literally, have to go very, very tiny amount on a regular basis. So if I use a supplement at 100 gallons, uh, which they do once a month, that's a re- for my customers. That's a reasonable amount of time going through. But even then, I would not use. A, a, a bit a large amount of my supplements uh, because if you look at this makes 200 gallons right in terms of yeah. like how much you can produce right some of them are tablespoon per gallon some are teaspoon per gallon they all have different amounts that you normally would drink so if you say okay if that's good for me to drink then it, 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 it should be okay it depends on if it's in the ground or in a container so if it's in the ground no problem you give it the same amount you normally would give it yourself what I do is I drink some of mine and I'd have some left over, right? I always have some left over, have some water to it and pour around the plants. Right? Okay. But if it's in a container, then you have to go super, super light. And you want to do foliar feeding, spray it. So you put a tiny amount, so you have like a gallon of, of clean water. You want to put like a a tea, half a teaspoon in that gallon. It's just half a tea. It's actually not even a teaspoon. What you do is you go by the drops. Because usually it's in a liquid form, right? Yeah. So I would do like five drops in a gallon. One, two, three, four, five. Stir it up. That is the amount that of the of the C90 I would use or any other kind of supplement. Again, you have to look mm-hmm. at the supplement and see what kind of concentration it is. It is yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially if it's in liquid form. So it's about so- people thinking for themselves, which is really you don't want to go around telling people that. <laughs> you don't want to go around telling people. Maybe You're, you're going to scare them again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 what it comes down to. But what what we have to do is we not only have to think for ourselves, but we have to give the illusion that we're not thinking. If you know you're thinking for yourself, you're a target. You you will put yourself out there. You'll be a target. Water, right? Exactly right. Yeah. That's good. You good. You know that because you need the thoughts. And so yeah. you have, again, but it's a pinch. It's a small amount. Every morning when I get up, I have a, a, a glass of water, 
and I put in a half a teaspoon of this really cool salt. I, it depends on the salt that you buy too. The salt I buy is not for cooking, but it's for the sources of trace mineral that you take. Is that the C90? No, the C90 is a different product that I use, but I mainly use for my business, but I have a billion pounds of this stuff, so I don't want to be drinking too much, eating too much of it. I very rarely, like now I'm not adding it at all to my sprays because it's so hot. I was doing yes, it. Yes, and, that, and that's something that we want to bring up again uh, just quickly because we're at the hour is, you know, spraying things in the heat of the day that high idea. mineral, high salt content. What do you think is the crystallization inside of the, the salt? Like if you, you know, uh, fill a glass up with water and pour tons of salt in it, you can put a, a string in it and the salt will bind and you'll get the crystallization. Do you think that's actually part of the problem uh, spreading it in that heat where it's gathering that sunlight and just like a, a magnifying glass almost in the sun where you can light a fire? I think it's a combination of how much the plants absorb and because of the of the heat, it recirculates through their body really fast in higher concentration, and it causes okay. a type of burn. A burn, you can see the uh, deformation really what happens. Or they actually literally get burned. But that mean, that means that when it runs to the when it got down to the root system, the root system got too way too much of the salt, and actually killed off a bunch of the microbes. That's so you whenever you have something burned, you know you told, a bunch of microbes die. You have a little funeral okay. thing going on outside. As it good to water our soul with some Himalayan sea salt is excellent. It's excellent. Remember, it says trace mills. You want to do like a tiny little bit on a regular basis. Tiny little little bit. Yeah. Right? That's what you want Don't to be a moron. Right. Tiny, teeny, weeny little bit on a regular basis. Yeah. So a teaspoon and like a gallon is like almost too much. And what you do is you, you're feeding your plants. You know, the plants are going, I don't want anymore. I don't want anymore. You go, I guess I better not give you anymore. Right? Because they'll tell you if they start looking funny, a little weird, you know, then you, you, it's in your soil. Because ideally, you should be able to test your soil on a regular basis. If you see the soil level start going up in the soil, you're overdoing it. See? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's the thing about watching your plant. You are the most important tool in the garden. That's why we started this series with that show that you are the most important tool in the garden. Because without your observation, and paying attention, you can do a lot of damage really, really fast. You have to get it before it's damaged. Before. You have to say, oh, look, that's going to do that. And stop it from doing that. Rather than say, oh, look what it did, because then it's too late. There you go. Yeah, less than a, a teaspoon. Now, we got to remember, we got to read these, Andy, out loud, because we are putting these out on the podcast platforms. So we okay, need to read, read the questions. You want me to uh, okay, great. Less than uh, less that a tablespoon of Himalayan rock salt to a gallon. How do you the leaves on my string beans or um, broccoli? Oh, broccoli. Yeah, broccoli turn yellow. Is that because I overwatered them? Two, two things. I bet you don't know what pH of your soil is. Two things. I said. I said two things. So your pH of your soil. And then the water. Now, the water will change the pH of the soil, but the water also has salts in it. Remember, it has some type of hydrogen chloride or fluoride or whatever it is in there is a salt. So if, if, you, if, if you water with distilled water, you're not going to have that problem. If you water with city water, you're going to have that problem. If you look Chlorine, at the pH. killing the, the biology. PH, yeah, if you look at the pH, you want the pH to drop down. So when they're turning yellow like that, that means that 
they're not getting the nutrients that they need. And why are they not getting the nutrients they need? One of two things. The nutrients are not there for them to get it, or too much water in this, in, around the root systems, which is drowning the roots, and they're not they're getting the nutrients from that either. See, so, so you can deal with the problem by looking at what you're, what you're watering. You want, to, you want to get a little device so you can actually take a bit of the soil, you put it on, it tells you the color of the pH, or you have a little instrument you can stick in the soil. You can buy it from Amazon. It's got a little little needle. You stick in the soil, the pH goes ding. Then you have to keep it clean and use it regularly. You see, it tells you the pH of the soil goes back and yeah. forth. And so you want in almost all plants. You want six point five, six eight. That's a magic number. And it's also the the same range that you will find that ninety nine point nine nine percent of the microbes live. So when you have yeah. water that's flooding them, it 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 literally destroys that whole. Condominium is underwater. Nobody's living there at the moment that's functioning. Maybe it's just a few of them. See, you know what I mean? So that's what's yeah. going on. And then you what you want one immediate correction is foliar feeding. So if you're not foliar feeding, it's just watering and they're turning yellow on you, then of course make sure that the watering is right and you and that you're not getting too much water and you, and you want to look at the pH level, but assuming that's right, that you really then then you you want to feed them foliar feed them. You want to put a nice blend. City water is yeah. no good. Yeah, because yeah, now they're using chlorine yeah, as well. Normally, what you do, what I do, and what the root of science suggests, you stir it. So, letting rather than letting it stitch, you stir it one way for about an hour and stir it. Yeah, six point five, six eight. Yay! 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 Uh, very rarely do people come up with the correct answer. See. And that that's a magic number right there. I just rounded off six five, you know. But you know, yeah. I'm an Aquarian. I'm always rounding numbers off. But that is exactly the the pH that you want. And then you you want to learn to do foliar spraying because that way you get the nutrients in there while you're trying to fix the pH. The pH can go up or down depending upon what you're doing. Usually, if 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 we're chemicals, you shouldn't. If you're if you're an organic farmer, you shouldn't be having the pH problem. If you're not an organic farmer and using chemicals to fertilize your marijuana plants. The chemicals are what's causing it to radically change in there. In other words, you're not going to have any worms growing in your container. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to like it there. Who is this? Who is that anyway? I don't know. That's that's silly Lily in the background. Great is podcast it? as always with Andy and Ken. Thanks, guys. Okay, guys, we're going to go now, and we're going to actually close it out a little bit differently today. Um, I set up uh, some of Andy's music and i think this one well you can see the artwork so we're gonna bounce off guys and uh, you guys get to check uh out andy's stuff here thank you can you can they hear me Okay, I don't know why there's no, we're, we're saying no sound, but we got the art. So, guys, uh, just go over to Andy's uh, YouTube channel. Here, I'll bring it up here. It's just the Invisible Gardener. Uh, Andy, they're saying they can't hear the sound. We can hear it. I don't hear it either. Oh, 
I didn't, I didn't hear you. So I think maybe you just have to click on the uh, little microphones thing that uh, that gives us the sound. Sometimes yeah, I must have been. It's, it's probably while I was in present, I didn't set it up right. Yeah, 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 man. Holy yeah, cow. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, guys, we tried. Next time, we'll try again. And hopefully, we'll get we'll better. Get next week. Bye, Bye now. Take care, guys.